Welcome to War Games, hosted by the sales genius Joe Ingram. If you're looking to win the sales battle, then you have joined the right team. In the War Games group, we devise strategies for sales, marketing, branding, mindset, and attitude. We enlist the assistance from the most successful producers across all industries. We then share their knowledge and techniques with you. Our single goal is to get you ready for your next sales opportunity. When it comes to crossing the minefield of sales, step in the footprints of those that have crossed before you. Now, prepare yourself for boot camp and beyond. It's time for the war games to begin. Happy Wednesday, War Gamers. Joe Ingram, your host. I will grab one of the, our near and dear partners in crime, Brian Galke, to come up on the screen with me because he's Everybody. here as well. And that was just in case he was going to do something in the background. I already have him up here. He has to sit still now. Damn it. So, yes. But everybody, I am saying welcome today. Uh, I was very fortunate at the grace of Brian Galke to be introduced to Christine Marie, who's our guest trainer today. She's going to be explaining to us about how to build your strong brand. And she has a definition of what that means. But when you look at Christine, apart from being bubbly, dynamic, and over the top and all around good person, she specializes in the curation of businesses and marketing strategy powered okay, by meaningful, compelling content. Right. I think that's a, a growing theme through War Games, which is, is your content meaningful and compelling? And this is her specialty. And she's looking for your content to elicit emotion-driven responses. How do you get people to engage with you and how you do that? And I know a lot of business owners have the issue of, I put a lot of stuff out, but I'm not getting stuff back. And that was the biggest, biggest contribution when you stop and say, hey, why would Christine be the best person to come on to War Games today? Apart from just being her, she's a phenomenal individual. She's like one of those individuals that has her heart on her sleeve and cares about everybody that's around her. I picked up on that the first time Brian introduced us. And Brian said, this is a good person because and knowing how well Brian speaks, right? And he just threw that one little piece in and Christine gets to now comment as I'm talking about it. But Brian's like, look, you need to meet Christine. She's a really, really a good person. And Brian doesn't say that about a lot of people. He's never said it about me. So to <laughs> me, I was like, wow, this must mean something. And I need to, and instantly connected with Christine and said, oh, you need to be on the show and you need to share some of the magic with everybody that's out there. So Christine, welcome. Joe, thank you. And Brian, you know, I, I would have never dreamed you would have such good, such kind words. So it's a nice surprise to hear you, you view me favorably. So really, it was just to get one over on Joe, but you know, here we are. Right. right. He's like, ha ha ha, I got you. She scheduled it. She scheduled it. Yeah. And, and guys, the banter does go on like this on and off screen. So, but let's, let's flip, flip everybody around. And then I'm going to say, Christine, switch with me. And she's going to come over and now she's up on the big screen that goes through. So um, our our audience is entrepreneurs, business owners. They're, they're people that in order to eat today, I've got to make sure I've sold something. 
So that's right. what that's what pays their bills. And so one of the things that I think you bring is the ability to elicit emotion and how do we go about doing it? Because I can go out there and, and you know, speak my mind and piss off a lot of people. Right. And limit the ability. And, and, yeah. and Brian's laughing because I have. <laughs> yes. So right. it's 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 all it's all in how you view whether or not it's it was effective or not. But um most people say you've got to be polarizing. You've got to choose a right. side, say this and do that, whatever. But I'm thinking you may have a better way of getting us to the point of eliciting an emotion. Cause I think if you can elicit a positive emotion, that would probably bring you a better chance of a customer as to you know, choosing a political right. side or choosing a, a moral issue to go stand on and that has nothing to do with your business. And that's one of the right. things I think would, would be beneficial. So I'll right. stop talking now so you can jump in. So good. Well, thank you again for having me. I'm, I am really excited to be here. Um, it was such a pleasure meeting you in Hollywood via, via Brian. So I, I mean, you raise a lot of good points, especially surrounding the polarization of content that is typically put out there um and it depends on the platform right so you you have to consider the actual content the platform itself and then also who's speaking so each one of these entrepreneurs has a business and now it might be in their actual name you can see my my name or my website here christinemarie.com but i have Sharon strategies, which is the fulfillment of what we do with Christine Marie. And so it's it's an interesting opportunity when you consider here's the parent business. It's it's separated from me. I am the founder, I'm the CEO, whatever your role is, but here is this business, here is its brand. And then how do I fit in as the founder, as the originator of that business? And so this is where it's an interesting opportunity for entrepreneurs to really take time to differentiate between the two based on the vision that you hold for your business. So if your vision is to sell the business, then you're going to really want the, the differentiation between the two so that the business is not tied to you as an individual. Whereas if your goal is to really cultivate it, have it become a family business, actually my family tonight is celebrating a hundred years, um, my, my family's painting business, which is exciting. So obviously we've got the name of our family in the name of the business. Now that's not positioning us well to sell it. So if our goal changes to eventually sell it in the in the upcoming years, we probably want to do a rebrand. But while we have the differentiation between the business itself, where you have employees, potentially you get another CEO and you want to eventually remove yourself from the business, but you still want to own it, maintain ownership or potentially sell, you need to have a, a different brand, a different brand story. It needs to be able to exist apart from your presence and your own personal uh, not just involvement, but your own personal values. Your personal values versus the business values need to be different. And this is where I wanted to get to. Understanding your values as an individual is really what's going to be the driver and the propeller for the content you generate. So the polarization of the content itself, it really depends on what your personal belief system is and what your actual values are. But a lot of individuals, because we, we look horizontally to inform the type of content we produce, we're not actually living kind of vertically aligned with whatever your, your higher power is for mine, it's God. It's like, okay, well, who am I? What are my values as it pertains to how I feel called? What stirs my passion? What makes me unique as an individual? Rather than looking to those around me to inform the values that I hold. Because if you're looking constantly around, your content is always going to be a shift. You're, you're going to have kind of that, that flagpole that's constantly moving 
because those voices around us shift and, and change. And so if we are living in vertical alignment and we have a strong moral compass, a strong alignment of our values, we're able to have that be our guiding, putting, you know, have that be kind of our, our guidepost moving us forward and that be our moral compass informing, it's kind of a top-down approach, right? And then that informs the content with, that we produce. And the same type of visual uh, pertains to the business brand as well. So if you have strong core values as your business, they're going to inform the business decisions that you make. Um, one of my favorite examples is Southwest. They made a really hard business decision back in, I believe it was 2009, to not charge for bags where all their competitors were. So they were not looking you know, horizontally, they were staying in alignment with their values as a company, which are, we really want people to have a fun loving experience. We want people to feel like they're getting a good value. So they made the, the decision, which was hard, I'm sure, to potentially risk $500 million loss in profit in one year alone. Consequently, they attracted a whole bunch of new, new audience and, and loyal customers to their brand, which was fabulous. But because they were able to make a business decision based on their values, that's what actually made them stand out in the, in the landscape. So it's, the, it's a value alignment, both whether it's your, your business or your personal brand that really needs to be the driving factor that informs the type of content that you create. Okay, my head blew up partway through. Okay. <laughs> not, not your fault, but so one, one of the things I thought was great because I toggle between this, is it my name that again, so right. I, built, I built a name in an industry for sales. So my name will attract attention for people. Right. And so I shifted this partway through. So Ingram Interactive is my company, okay, as opposed to being just Joe Ingram. So I shifted mm -hmm. it a little bit. So it still was me to attract attention, but still able to be sold later is what right. I thought. And then I shifted one more branch further and went to Sales Genius. So I, and I, again, when you were saying this, I was like, I went through all of this mental hula hooping, right, right? Right. To get to that point because I was so worried about, is it my business? Do I want to sell it? But I hadn't defined it. I hadn't defined mm. that I want to sell it later. And then, you know, and then I get this, you know, through TikTok, there's this one that pops up and says, all these top major brands are based on people's names. Right. And so it's and, saying like, yeah. ro like Rolex, and this right. isn't a Rolex, but Rolexes are watching right. here. This is my right. obnoxious in your face watch, but um, but a Rolex is known as right. for what it is. And if they sold to a different company, they would still keep it as a Rolex. But when you realize that's right. the last name of somebody and then you right. go through Bentley is the last name of somebody, right? Rolls Royce, all of these different things are like Rolls and Royce together make a car that comes right. out. Right. And so, but I, I like the way you said that because to me, I go through the schizophrenia. And mm -hmm. so part of the part of the best thing, like you said, content goes all over the place. Right. right? Um, Brian and I have a mutual friend who who pulls up my profile in the middle of a mastermind. And he's like, I can't tell if you do this, this, this or this. And then I go, yes, I do. Don't you love that, that <laughs> yeah. call out? <laughs> yeah. And, and he's like, I can't tell if you do this, you sell this. You sell. I'm like, I do sell all of it. That's why my profile right. is built the way it is. But I love the, because the word that kept screaming to me while you were talking was alignment. And mm -hmm. so, but what what really make the head pop was you were like personal values versus business values. 
And so that's where I looked and I said, I have my personal values. I don't think mm -hmm. I've ever stopped to design what is the business values because I've been so interlaced as I am the business. Right. Right. And so what mm -hmm. a way to change a content, point. right? Right. That's that's and so like I it's said, so um, and my content shifts because I am not aligned with what they are right. because well, I haven't defined them. How can you align if you haven't defined them? You're exactly. hurting me, Christine. You thought you were going to come on and be all pleasant and nice, and now you're over not, here just smacking me with pleasant. this stuff. Yes. <laughs> well, I, I appreciate, and I appreciate your note regarding you know the big brands that are tied to family names. I mean, it, I think that that's where the nuance lies. And with my upbringing, so I, I was raised in a very black and white household, which is something I'm very proactively learning to undo to allow for the gray and allow for the nuance. Because when it comes to branding, there it's truly not a one size fits all, especially when you consider personal branding, because it comes down to the individual. You know, if we actually do the take the time and do the work to cultivate our personal brands, each one of us, the reason why you are a differentiator between every single one of your businesses is because no one else is Joe Ingram. And, and that's, that's the beauty of and developing a lot of people are grateful brand. for that. Yes. <laughs> they're, they're saying the first, no, but <laughs> no, but it's true. I, 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 it's, it's a beautiful thing and a beautiful opportunity that not many people are taking advantage of. So I, I want to say two things, one about the, the family name and then also about the investment in personal brands for executives at these big conglomerate organizations, um, because it's not just entrepreneurs that need to establish personal brands. Right. Um, right. So with the, with the naming convention, I think that you raise such a good point. And, and it is really important as it pertains to the business values. So actually, my my company, Darren Strategies, we, we did the, the, the rebrand for for my family a few years ago and, and brought them online, um, which was which was a great opportunity. And actually, it was it was a wonderful experience to be able to speak to the customers and speak to the team and hear how my dad personally has has made an impact in their lives. And as we were developing the business values, so much of it came down to the personalization and the communication that came from my dad directly. And so then it's okay, well, how does that translate into a value that can be carried on beyond my dad? Because my dad's 64. You know what I mean? He's not going to be around. I mean, he'll, he'll be around, but not necessarily like in the book Brian's business. Age. <laughs> so, <laughs> so he, so he is, he's really looking to position the company by our, you know, by our direction and guidance in such a way that it has longevity beyond him. And therefore the values must be tied to the business and therefore the, the mantle can be carried beyond him. Maybe the name doesn't change because frankly, if you have established such a strong business brand that everybody knows Hoffman and everybody knows that Hoffman, the, the values are attributed, the names attributed, attributed to the values, not to the person. And that's where there's opportunity to to really bring that differentiation based on the vision of your business. Because if you know we are 50, 60, pushing pushing our our tenure with with the business, we need to be bringing other people along and and training them up in the values of the business so that they can carry the heart and soul for you and be the best representative. We're actually finalizing a survey right now to send out to uh, one of our clients just to understand how the employees perceive the company. And that's one of the questions. How well do you, well, what are the company values? Because a lot of time employees don't know the company values, True. not much less so the, the owner. And then how well do you feel like you're doing living it out? You know, so a lot of times they can't even express them, but if they can, they actually don't rate themselves very well because that's not front of mind and guiding their business decisions. 
So that's kind of the first piece with the naming convention. I love that you brought that up, especially with Rolex. I mean, everybody knows that brand and it's attributed very much so with the product offering. And, and th that's an, actually an opportunity too with the values. I actually don't know what they stand for. However, I do know the feeling I get when I think of Rolex. And that's what a strong brand does. It sets the expectation for the emotional experience you'll have with the organization. And so that's really where, to your point, right at the beginning, as you're doing my, my intro, the emotional response that's elicited when you hear the brand's name, that's what makes a brand, is what people say about you or think about you, but feel about you. I mean, that's, that's the biggest part is the feeling that's conjured within one's body and heart and mind when they consider the brand, whether it's you as a person or the business itself. No, so that's perfect. That's important. Yeah. yeah. So um, somebody, a previous guest had said that your brand is the fulfillment of your process or your promise. So whatever promise yeah. you made, your brand is your ability to fulfill that. So if you have a great brand, okay. it's because you yeah. technically have fulfilled all of the promises you made to that your clients. Sense. And so, yep. but yeah, but yeah, I, I like it, the it translating values to the company, the translating of the values, because in all honesty, I've been, so I, I help businesses. So I go into these large companies and help them with the sales route. But to most companies, it's the check off the box to come up with a mission statement, check off the box right. for company values and go through. Like I ran a, a company that the owner had put out, this is what our core values are. And they were on posters, done up well, mm. all the way down the hallway. And not one person could tell you what it was because after wow. day four of walking down the hallway, everything's invisible. You, it's just a yeah. hallway. Exactly. Yeah. And it. so you go, what's the core values? And they're like, huh? huh? Even with right. management, he was like, we're going to do a big meeting at the end of the year. And I want you out. Like we rented out a movie theater. And then we were doing our own PowerPoints up on the movie theater screen. Right. So right. It was amazing. Awesome. But it was like, he's like, each one of you take one of the values. And then like all of us are like, I guess we need to yeah, see a list of them to see what we're going to fight for to, to get through. Right. And so, but yeah, I, I love analogy. that you said that yeah. and the, the checking in with your staff, checking in with the other mm -hmm. people, what is the value? I think if anybody's listening, take that away from it. Do you actually know what the heck your values right. are? Are they in alignment with the company? And cause again, um, another guest had also said there's intrapreneurs. Those are the people that are in a company that are trying to brand yes. themselves, which you mentioned as well, which is it doesn't mean you're out on your own, but how do you right. separate yourself from the company you work to, right. to build that brand for yourself? So, right. But. Well, and that's one of the one of the big big activations that we focused on in the summer for one of the world's leading organizations. We did it was a historic event that they did. It was for in the, well, it was for uh, black women executives in their company, and it was very much in alignment with one of their DE and I goals. And so it was an interesting opportunity because one, they'd never done it before. Two, it was a demographic that had never received a microphone. It had never had the limelight focused on them. And it was it was such an opportunity that they didn't want to mess it up. And so it, it was with the greatest care and concern that every single aspect was executed to the greatest 
precision and minute detail. And so our team was charged with communications. We did the social media, we did the speech writing, we, we did everything that was written that went out, we, we wrote. Um, and so it was interesting because after the fact, this organization didn't necessarily give budget to the actual brand itself to put forward social media. They gave the, the budget to the actual executives for us to create content for the executives to put out the announcement that this happened. And so we wrote social media posts for six to seven different top executives at this company. And one specific LinkedIn post got 688,000 organic impressions. And that blew me away. And it really solidified this point that it is so important to have a personal brand to put forward not only your values, but represent the company because the company knows the value of having people. We live in such a, an age where the customer has changed and they want to be hearing from people, especially in the age of social media. Social media has changed the entire landscape in which people are communicating and it's people to people. It's not company to a person. So the the mindset that we have as a business is person to person marketing as opposed to uh, B2B or B2C. So it's just, it's changed. Everything's flipped on its head. Customers are looking for people to be speaking to them, not brands. And so the more these entrepreneurs who, who tune in every week can take the time to not only develop their values for themselves personally, but build out that content calendar and incorporate the personal with the business. I'm sorry, business. So the personal and the business combine those aspects and make sure that they overlap because again, they want to hear from people and the people uh, that put forward the best content are the, the people that are actually authentic, not these pre, pre like the, the pre-produced, best right. looking graphic best looking photo it's it's right. the original the blue background content. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but no but so understand too and I, i'd like to point out this thing a lot of companies would see it as a conflict of interest to promote right. their employee Right? right. And say, give the spotlight to them instead. Yeah. So to me, I'm like, that's fantastic because what they would say is great. So now I go promote how great this guy is and give him the budget. Then my competitors steal him away. Right. Right. And right. so I, I think it's very forward thinking because, again, somebody's got to jump out there and at least they grabbed you to go help us with this so that you can get right. the organic reach and get it to you know, stimulate that emotion that's going to get somebody to associate with it. But they had to, they had to take, that's a big step. That's a fear to go, oh my goodness, I'm going to go promote oh this. Gosh. Now they weren't promoting the guy's that's side true. hustle, right? They were promoting that right. individual to say, here's the right. quality of people we have working for us, which is ultimately a great concept, but right. they, they right. really had to think past the initial, what could go wrong. So now, was that your team that did it or was it that they came to you already? Were you the one going, let's promote the person. Let's make sure they. Yeah, they we, 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 rec we recommended that to them in terms of really putting forward the voices of the executives, especially when you consider the demographic, right? So this is where understanding the target audience is really important. These top executives were representing the women who attended the event. So it was that much more powerful and that much more verified and solidified the impact of the event when these women were equipped with messaging that really shone a spotlight on the values of the organization. 
Okay. So I'm going to ask another personal question because it's my show. I can. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, understanding your target market. Is it okay to have multiple targets or is that my schizophrenia going again, having multiple targets and create content for the multiple targets? You started with the great thing of, you know, you got to check what your platform is, which platform right. are you using? that's there, right. but to look and say, I want to go after this, this demographic, or I want to go after this, this kind of company, and then also go after this kind of company. Is it something that should be on the same platform where they're going to see it? Right. And so, okay. So kind of our, our three-step process, number one is knowing yourself and knowing your values is part of that. Um, knowing your audience is number two. And then number three is, the, basically implement the best practices per platform that you choose, but knowing your target audience. So these are some of the questions that we ask when we're building on our target audience. Um, not only what are their values, right? Because you want to be able to speak to the emotional component of your target audience. Uh, what are their pain points? Every good marketer knows that you need to talk to the actual pain that someone feels and then the transformation that occurs to your point previous regarding the promise. But we also really look into, we call them watering holes. Where do they spend their time? What platforms are they on? Are there actual news news outlets that they really consume the content there? Is there a differentiation in terms of the actual uh, YouTube versus TikTok versus just when you think about the actual video component? Well, is it actually Facebook? Because Facebook video has been, it's been having some interesting data analytics surrounding it recently. And so it's really about where do they spend their time? both with traditional and digital marketing because going to a golf course and playing a round of golf with three potential prospects could be so much more impactful than $1,500 worth of Google ad spend in a month. You know, so you really need to understand who, who your audience is in terms of their values, their pain points, what are their goals and aspirations? What's the transformation that you are promising them, but then also where they spend their time so that you can send the best message and deliver the most value and the most impact. And then where that happens, practically speaking, when you have a message that you want to get out, you can take that same, and this is what we do. I mean, we, we create our content plan and what we'll do is plan similar posts across different platforms, but we really tailor it to the audience because the audience does change significantly. And that's to your point, it's not schizophrenic at all. I actually, we typically assign three to four different verticals per uh, company in terms of their target market, because you're going to speak to your new prospects very differently than you're going to talk to your customers. And you're going to talk very differently from your customers and prospects to potential referrals and then to potential partners and to, for example, if you're working with a mental health organization, family members of the patient, it's very different than talking to the patient. So it's, it's being aligned with the brand story that's based on your brand values, but then tailoring the message across the, the target audiences. And so when we're looking at the target audience, we really build out, here's our key messaging points based on the target audience. And then we assign which platforms kind of belong to which, which audiences. And sometimes there's overlap, but, but that's, that's kind of our logical structure and flow when we're creating the target audience. Yes. I keep trying to come back to eye contact, but I keep writing. <laughs> you know what I'm, saying? I'm like, I'm like, no, no, keep writing. We got add more, add more, add more. Yes. No, this, is, thing, this um, has been amazing. Yeah. 
Good. I, I would love to say one more thing. You made such a good point. And actually, this was brought to me when um, I was at uh, the affiliate meat market in Berlin a few weeks ago. And and someone asked me this question at, at the conclusion of, of my talk, and they posed the exact same concern surrounding will big brands or just businesses in general invest in the promotion of their people because what happens when somebody comes and poaches them? And this, again, it goes back to the very beginning when we're talking about the value of of the brand people want to align with something outside of themselves and so if you empower them with a story and a mission that they can really get behind it changes the entire dynamic of why they're there but if they're there for a paycheck anybody can swoop in and take them so that's why that, that's another reason why establishing strong values to a business and again as an individual because i i mean i've been really grateful for some of the team members that work with me and, and they're just really we really connect. We're really aligned in our personal values, and then they love the mission of, of the business, right? So there's there's the personal connection and the alignment of personal values, but then also the mission of what we're aiming to achieve as a company, they're really getting behind. And you think, I mean, it, it extends beyond in, uh, across industries, you know? It's, well, why am I gonna buy this pair of socks as opposed to this pair of socks? Well, if I know that this pair of socks is actually going to be, you know, buy one and you donate another to a third world country and a family gets pairs of socks for Christmas. Well, geez, I'm going to buy that. Of course, people want to feel emotionally compelled to the mission of the organization. And that's best displayed through the values and through the social media content that's put out as well as website content. But the social media is really just a great opportunity for continuous engagement. I love it. And so, so many of us will be listening to this going, wow, I just jumped in and built a business and didn't even think about the other stuff that right. could be there. Right. <laughs> and so how, right. how do you create something so strong that your people become unpoachable? Right. Mm. Because if, if, if the alignment right. for them is aligned with that, because again, we see it with brand loyalty. Right. out there like you right. said if there's a mission but if i already know this company i know like and trust them mm -hmm. and right. i'm my, they speak my language because we're aligned in the same concept then all of a sudden right. i have no issue and price doesn't become the biggest exactly price is actually the third in terms of contribution when it comes to decision making i mean it really the price um, it really doesn't hold as much weight anymore uh, than, than we thought. People are really willing to pay for the quality of the product or the service. And then also just the, the actual emotional feeling. I mean, 95% of our business decisions are made in our subconscious, which is where emotions live. And so it's absolutely essential that we're creating content that is driven by emotion and pulls out uh, the, the emotional response from the target audience. And the only way that you can really do that is if you take the time to know and understand them. No, that's amazing. Okay. So we, we got your three steps. Fantastic. So yeah. everybody remember, <laughs> right? You got to know yourself because that's going to determine your vision and your company goals and the values, which is the most important, right? Know your audience with their values, their pain point, what transformation you'll provide for them. Okay. And then what's their watering hole? Because right now, Brian okay. only heard go golfing. I heard water in, the, in my bar yes, right over there. Yes. <laughs> so, right. And the third one is implement your strategy for your social media, your print, your face to face, whatever it is based right. on where they're at, what they're doing. And it's okay to make similar posts 
across multiple platforms if that's where your clients are sitting or your desired right. prospects that are at that. And then right. um, the decide yeah. if you're going to sell, decide if you're going to keep it. Right. That was right. That, was that is really important. It is really important. And one one thing too, I mean, I think this is something I'm I'm personally working on just to, to, to bring it a little bit more personal here. I'm really working through I the again going back to how I was raised. And this is so critical in order to know yourself. So step one, you have to know and understand how your past has impacted you today in order to then be able to take stock of these are the decisions I need to make based on the influences and the experiences that I've had that have set my, my mindsets and behaviors and really influenced them deeply subconscious. So that takes a lot of work. But yes. to be able to really acknowledge what has been, to take stock of what is, informs the ability to achieve the potential of your vision. And so that's, that's really, really important. What I'm working on right now is as I'm really doing due diligence to recognize me, me walking in, we're, we're talking about vertical alignment, me walking mm -hmm. in my in my calling and, and being vertically aligned will, by essence, push away people who are not in alignment with me. But we try so hard, we as in me, and, and I think many of us, it's, it's so easy to fall into the trap of really being horizontally aligned and then really being desperate for being liked and being desperate for those comments, the affirmation of others. Whereas if we're really committed and deeply rooted in our values, we are, as a strong brand always does, going to have lovers and haters. And so we have to be committed to that. We have to be committed to, say, to, to the rejection. We have to be committed to people leaving our team because ultimately we'll end up with the right team. That's what we want. We don't just want anybody to stay. We want the people who are really truly in alignment with our values and with the vision and with the mission. So, so it's, we have to make that decision. And it is a very conscious decision that we need to make. And there's probably going to be deep-seated fear there, as I'm experiencing, when you actually do the work, when you actually press deep enough, you recognize that there's a lot there, probably a lot from from your past and from the experiences that you've had. And so if, you, if you're willing to do the work, you have to come face-to-face -face with the decision, am I willing to have people reject me? Absolutely. But I, what I like the best when you, as you were saying that for one, you lit up the whole time you were talking about it. Right. So it was like, yeah, you couldn't wipe the smile off your face while you, even while you said, I'm worried. Yeah. It, yeah. And go, but <laughs> if you look at it, if you're vertically aligned, okay, you will repel those that are not in alignment, yeah. but you will become the magnet for the ones that are. So, right. and again, I would rather be polarizing vertical than horizontal right. and too many of us are horizontal myself included because we're looking around so like before my content shifts because i'm not aligned this way i'm going across this way so let me go piss you off because of this point of view let me piss you <laughs> off for this point of view let me have you right. like me for this point and go through but it's yeah. never consistent because i am going horizontal so right right that's so good. I know. And it's it's interesting, the extremes, right? Because it's it's easy to say, well, if I'm going to be rejected, then I'm just going to grin and bear it. And it's like, okay, well, how do you balance, you know, the, right. the, the elegance of being a, a brand that, you know, you are public facing, you hold a responsibility of that when you have a team. And to your point of food's on the table because of the customers that you convert. 
And so there is a semblance of wisdom that needs to be in play here. And so that's where building out content in advance is really, really helpful so that you're not making on the fly decisions. Obviously that happens, but if you're able to take stock for what's coming down the road, you really can play on with both intentionality to stay in alignment with your values, be authentic and genuine in your presentation of the content, but then also is this actually wise and best for my team? You know, cause you've got a responsibility to them. It's not just your mouth, you're feeding your families. It's also your team. And so it, it, that timing that you dedicate to be intentional with the strategy is really, really important. That's fantastic. I'm going to throw out there cause it's been scrolling on the bottom, the, the Christine Marie.com down there, but I encourage everybody go there because she has the uh, free social media checklist. And I would say mm-hmm. go there, you know, click on it and download your free social media um, checklist because the value she's given you so far today is amazing. And if somebody wanted to reach out to you, because I think at the bottom of your page, it, it does say speak with Christine. Mm-hmm. So there is a contact yeah. form you can fill out so that if you say my company needs this, right, I need to understand more at a deeper level, then reach out to Christine and get yourself vertically aligned and stop being schizophrenic Joe on all the content <laughs> shifts that <laughs> comes through. Right. Joe horizontally. Yes. I, I, I do because sleep I sleep horizontally. So I try to keep my alignments that way. <laughs> but your way means I have to stay awake. But no. Translating values from what's in your head to the company, I think is phenomenal. That's another thing I got. Um, everything is person to person, regardless of if your business to B2B or B2C, it's person to person and highlight mm-hmm. the, the person that you are so that you can get your right audience that comes through. Because right. now here's, I, I think what you just said too, which was pre-plan it and put the stuff out. I think that's, that's really good because like for me, I write down, create three pieces of content. And then I know today I have to have three pieces of content, but I post it right after I'm done. I'm like, okay, Mm. piece of content, post it, piece of content, post it. Where if I stopped, went back to it, looked at it and said, you know, if I waited a week, did my mindset change? Did, did I put, did I just avoid putting out something that would have shunned away potential client base? So you did drop a lot of gold. I, One last thing, and I know we're at 38 minutes. Um, So I I just, I love what you said about taking, you know, taking the the due due diligence to come back and revisit content. Um, Content that for me has been the most, the highest in converting. Content that has been the highest in converting is the content that really has been coming from my soul. And actually it's come so from those places of me doing my work is that I actually will sometimes shut the laptop and be like, oh, I just exposed myself. And I and I feel vulnerable in that moment. And so that's not for everybody, but the ability to be able to present content that's so deeply from inside, people can tell and the algorithms can tell too. Right. Brian often cries on war games. So today yeah. he hasn't he hasn't yeah. clearly we haven't <laughs> cut we have we haven't we haven't done our job. Well, we need to normally tears of boredom. You kept me entertained. Right. <laughs> yes, it's true. It's, yeah. If it's just me talking, then yeah, Brian's like I love bored this to light tears. Is coming in, I feel very angelic because I, yeah. I feel like yeah. I'm, you know the lights come in. Right. <laughs> I was gonna say when you leaned back and did that, it was more evil than it was angelic, yeah. like fallen <laughs> angel, maybe. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so 
But perfect. Uh, thank you so much, Christine. I appreciate your time. I appreciate everything you dumped into us because, wow, that was a lot. Okay. Yes. <laughs> you threw out. So and it, it came out of you so effortlessly, right? Anybody watching is like, did she really just drop, you know, 47 nuggets that we all have to pick up? Because <laughs> it didn't, didn't seem like it hurt her at all to go do that. And I think that's just because you're, you're aligned whichever way. Well, thank yeah, you so much you. for having me, Joe. And and that social media checklist, it's not going to tell you a lot of the Google, what, what are the best times to post, what are the best days. Those can all be found on a, a lot of good content out on, in terms of websites. So take a quick awesome. look at the checklist. It's not gated. Yeah, right? <laughs> yes. well, perfect. I thank you so much. I still, I still, everybody, there's a contact form down there, bugger, because she's all about email. I'm just going to tell you that right now. All about not don't don't send me a text. Yeah, don't don't text her. Don't text her. No, it's all just about emails. So perfect. Thank you so much. I appreciate that you took your time to come and share with all of us. Let's go ahead and pull us back up there so everybody can see Brian's face. Yeah. Look look at his eyebrows. Beautiful. So that we can see. But yeah. But no, and uh, I want to thank you guys. Thank you, Brian, for being here with us. Do you have a question before we? kick it out or nope, not at all. I'm going to send you guys the picture of uh, the statues we discussed before the show here in a minute. Hey, perfect. Oh, yes. Yeah. Put don't it text it to her. Right now, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. So as always, everybody, look, you got some great information to go take action on. I suggest you go take action on it and go out and sell something. Thanks everybody.